Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hassan, back with another episode here on The Truth. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I had not, I have not forgotten about the week two NFL pick'em, and so that is why I am here today. It's going to be a probably quicker show. I'm really just going to go over some basic stats for each game and then basically give you my opinion on who I think is going to win and the reason for uh, the reason why I think they're going to win. Again, it's only going to be the Sunday and Monday games. If you guys want to know who I picked in my Thursday night game, feel free to go check out my Thursday night special where I went over my basically picks for that game, as well as fantasy, must-start, sits, sleepers, benches. Not like that it matters now, but just to get some basis information for the week, I really decided to just split it, this the weekly podcast, into three smaller podcasts just to, A, with it being myself, make sure I'm able to get it out there effectively, and B, just have a good smooth process of doing stuff like this so without further ado let's go ahead and hop into the first matchup it is going to be the new york jets taking on the cleveland browns at a 10 a.m game i'm going to go with the jets in this one this one's going to be a little bit surprising to some uh joe flacco obviously had a pretty bad week i guess you could say in his first week early on the browns i would say kind of got lucky because in my opinion i don't think the browns really are that good they barely beat um the Panthers, and although they were on the road, barely beating them, and how bad of a team I really think they are, it's something that's concerning for Browns fans. Now I understand that, um, you know, Baker, or not Baker, Deshaun Watson's not playing right now, so Cleveland's really just trying to do the most that they can to survive and continue playing moving forward. But in this one, um, you know, Joe Flacco, his last game had six, 59 pass attempts, 37 completions, 307, one passing touchdown, one interception. Not horrible, I mean, for the most part. I really would like to see a little bit more of Brees Hall. Um, he was prevalent in the running game and also in the passing game when he throws 60 times and uh, your leading receiver really only has seven receptions. The wealth is going to be spread out. The Jets' defense isn't terrible. They were holding the Ravens uh, for the most part to that second half, so... You know, it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, but I'm going to go with the Jets winning this one and improving to one-on-one on the year. The Lions and the Commanders. I'm going to go with the Lions in this one. The Lions almost beat the Eagles. The Lions are a good team this year. Now, obviously, they're not Super Bowl caliber, but they're not a bad team. Uh, they lost yesterday 38-35, I should say, last week. Obviously, defense wasn't there, but the offense was definitely there. Um, two, 21 for 37, 215, two passing touchdowns for Jared Goff. The running game was really established. DeAndre Self, uh, Swift had a really good game himself. And uh, really curious to see how this one's going to pan out. The Commanders, in my opinion, again, aren't really that good this season. Um, you know, I think that was kind of expected. They did beat the Jaguars at home. Uh, they came back and uh, were able to beat them. But coming into Detroit, I really do believe that Detroit has a chip on their shoulder. Almost winning their home opener after starting 0-11. I think they're going to take this one. And um, it's going to be a good win for Detroit in here. The Saints taking on the Buccaneers. I'm going to go with my Saints. Uh, the Saints did show um, some weaknesses early on against the Falcons, but were able to come through and pull out the W. 1-0 in the year, battle of 1-0s in the division. Uh, this, like I mentioned, the Saints won 27-26, a close battle affair. Jameis Winston really came alive in the second half, 23-34, for 269, two passing touchdowns. I really would like to see the Saints go and get Kamara a little more involved in the game. I think they're going to do a good job of that. The Buccaneers overall didn't look too great um, against the Cowboys in their opener. Now, again, you know, playing an opening day in Dallas is not the easiest thing in the world, but um, it was like a field goal 
Britain game. And, um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and pick the Saints winning this one to improve to 2-0. Panthers and the Giants. I'm going to go with the Giants. Giants are 1-0. Panthers are 0-1. The Giants are right now better than the, the Panthers, in my opinion. Um, the Panthers really should have beat the Browns, especially at home. Um, you know, in Baker Mayfield's quote-unquote return. And the Giants did come out with a win against Tennessee, and I feel like this is one of these stories that's just going to randomly start popping up. The Giants are going to start 2-0, and everyone's going to be really excited, and then they're going to fall through. But I really do think this week, especially playing at home, having that momentum and having that excitement surrounding the team, this would be a perfect opportunity that for them to continue winning and continue their hot streak moving forward. I don't think the Panthers are that caliber yet. They really struggled to get Christian McCaffrey going. And getting struggling to get their best player on offense going, not only in the rushing game, but in the passing game as well, definitely proved dividends. Baker Mayfield struggled, and I think the Panthers are going to continue their struggles moving forward in this one against the Giants. Steelers and Patriots, I'm going to go with the, Steel, uh, the Patriots. rather. Steelers did pull out a close one against Cincinnati. Kind of got lucky. Both kickers were missing a lot. It was a really... Sad game to watch, um, but the Steelers, uh, you know, coming into this one, 1-0, survived with Mitchell Trubisky over Joe Burrow, who had four interceptions, I believe. The Patriots got whooped in their first game. Um, to say that they were bad is an understatement. They really struggled tremendously against the Dolphins, and you know Bill Belichick's getting them right this week and trying to make sure they're able to win the game. Mac Jones didn't do great. The running game was really not there. That's probably one of the biggest, biggest reasons why. Uh, they uh, struggled to, you know, have success early on. I think in this one, too, um, the Patriots, like I said, a good bounce-back team. Bill Belichick typically doesn't let the Patriots go 0-2. The Steelers kind of got a bit lucky. They're a little bit shaky on offense. And now that TJ Watt's going to be out at least six weeks, I'm a little concerned to see them on the defensive side, too. So I'm going to go with the Patriots in this one. I think the Patriots have the edge overall, and I'm really curious to see how they're going to play down the line. The Colts and the Jaguars. The Colts last week tied the Houston Texans. And honestly, if you're a Colts fan, as much as you don't want to tie the, the Texans, you don't want to lose either. And they were at a point where I believe they were down like 20-3 to in the late third or even fourth quarter. They looked horrible. I mean, the running game wasn't really established as far as JT's concerned. And that was one of the main reasons why. Also, Matt Ryan, his first game in a Colts uniform, also shaky. Michael Pittman, though, had a really good game for the Colts. And that's something to keep your eye on if you're a fantasy owner. Jonathan Taylor did rush the ball 31 times. It's kind of interesting to think that Jonathan Taylor rushed the ball 31 times. Matt Ryan threw the ball for 50 times. That's like 81 plays straight off the bat there, and that's the long drives that Colts and uh, you know rushing teams have like that. Michael Pittman, like I said, had a good game. He's going to be most involved uh, in the receiving game. Naheem Hines has also got an interesting role. Naheem Hines really now a part of the receiving game compared to the rushing game. And that's something, too, to keep your eye on because with Jonathan Taylor really having a good running game uh, for the most part, there's really not a need to mix in two running backs. I guess if you're trying to conserve health. But Naheem Hines is also an elite playmaker. So putting him in the passing game, having him be the second leading receiver, I think is definitely a good, bold strategy by the Indianapolis Colts. And then he has that option to run the football, too. So he's kind of like one of those dual-threat players. I do think on the flip side, the Jaguars really just aren't playing that good. I think there's a lot more expectations to them having Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk even, and uh, Zay Jones, that they'd be a little bit better. They struggled um, on both sides, really. Um, they lost the Commanders, who really isn't a good team. And I think this one's going to be close again because the Colts like to play bad against uh, good te- uh, bad teams. 
But I do think that the Colts this time are going to be able to take out the dub and leave Jacksonville with a victory. The Dolphins and the Ravens, both teams, 1-0 heading into this week. I do like the Ravens in this one. The Ravens started off a bit shaky, I'm not going to lie, in that first game. Really wouldn't get anything going to that third quarter against the Jack or the Jets. And, you know, that's one of those things that's got those, like, early season jitters, I guess you could say, even if they're professional athletes. Everyone gets those early, early season jitters. There's a lot of adrenaline moving and all that stuff. But this uh, this week I expect them to have a better start. The Dolphins' defense, in my opinion, is really underrated. But the one thing I do think that they're lacking is their run defense. And, you know, the Ravens are going to run the ball a lot. A big thing for the Ravens, too, is to make sure they get Mark Andrews going early. Mark Andrews was definitely not going early in week one, and that was maybe one of the reasons why they weren't scoring on the offensive side overall. And uh, we'll see what Lamar Jackson can do for the Ravens moving forward. He had three passing touchdowns. It was actually kind of insane. Also, too, the leading rusher for the Ravens was Kenyon Drake. Obviously, uh, J.K. Dobbins dealing with injury. So, interesting enough, you know, they threw the ball a lot. They probably tried the running game, and it just wasn't working, so they switched to the passing game. But it's one of those things, too, that I think the Dolphins are a good team. I expect this to be a really, really close game, but the Ravens, just my opinion, have the edge, mainly because they're at home. The 105, Atlanta Falcons traveling to play the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams in this one. The Rams coming off a bitter defeat against the Bills in Week 1 at home. This one's going to be interesting. The Falcons are coming off a good, good game against the New Orleans Saints where they led for most of the game until the Saints came back. And the Saints are a good team, and their defense really showed for the Falcons to be able to stop not only the running game but the passing game as well. And the, the Saints and the Rams kind of have similar play styles in the fact that the Saints have a really good receiver in Michael Thomas. The Rams have a really good receiver in Cooper Cup. I want to say quarterbacks are similar. Uh, Jameis Winston is a bit more goofier. Overall, but uh, still a very good quarterback in this league. And so they have similar play styles, and the Falcons were able to kind of hold that for the most part. Mariota really shined. Uh, Cordero Patterson, for some reason, Cordero Patterson was really underrated going into the season. That's why I picked him up in three leagues, just because of his pure talent alone. And the way he is involved in the rushing game, the passing game, and him being the lead rusher is just tremendous for the Falcons overall. I do think, though, that the Rams, especially playing at home again this week, are not going to lose too straight, especially the way they lost the first game. And I do think the Rams' offense is just way too overpowering, and then their defense is really solid as well. It's going to be hard to run the football against Aaron Donald alone, so I do like the Rams winning this one uh, at a pretty good score. The Seahawks taking on the 49ers. I'm going to go with the Seahawks in this one. Geno Smith, man. I really wish some of you would listen to my podcast because I was really high on Geno Smith going into the season. Now, I'm not saying Geno Smith's the next Tom Brady, and I've never said that Geno Smith is insane and aspects that we've never seen before, but I did see Geno Smith was not getting him as much credit as I thought he deserved because he's a really good quarterback in the league as far as Russian's leadership. I already went over the stats in that one in the previous game, so I'm not going to go over it again, but he had a really good game. The running game was established. The wide receivers played great. The defense played great, and they held the really good Denver Broncos team. Uh, they were the underdogs in this one at five and a half for the spread. And I really do think that maybe that's one of the things that kind of boosted their confidence playing at home and Russell Wilson's return. But I do think this fairy tale second game is going to be good for them. The 49ers really showed not really great football. Um, one of the main reasons why was just the fact that Trey Lance struggled. It was hard to play in the puddle because it was raining tremendously in uh, Chicago, but 
Overall, a very di- poor disappointment for the 49ers. The one thing I do think is going to be the difference in this game is going to be Geno Smith, the way he's able to play uh, moving forward with the offense, especially if the running game gets stopped with that good interior defense that the 49ers do have. But I do like the Seahawks winning on the road in this one and proving the 2-0 in the year. The Bengals at the Cowboys. Dak Prescott's out for a period of time. I'm not sure who the next quarterback's going to be. It might be Cooper Rush um, just because – he was the one that came in uh, after Dak Prescott was injured. But whoever the quarterback is for the Cowboys, they have a tall tale task ahead of them. Uh, I do believe that it will be Cooper Rush because they only have two quarterbacks in their roster, it looks like. But, you know, Dak Prescott being out, how does that shape the Cowboys' offense? How are they able to play? C.D. Lamb didn't get going to that first one. The running game wasn't really established. A very disappointing week if you're a Cowboys fan. Um, but the Bengals, another disappointing week for them, too. Losing at home to, you know, the Steelers in a game that really was, they should have just not lost. I'm curious to see how the Bengals respond. I think they're going to respond well. I think Joe Burrow is going to go off and make up for the bad week that he had. So that's the main reason why, and also because the Cowboys, especially on the offensive side, look very confusing and and don't look like a really good team. The Texans taking on the Broncos. I'm going to go with the Broncos in this one. The Texans had a cute run uh, last week against the Colts, but the Broncos are just the better team. Broncos country, let's ride. First game for the Broncos at home. Again, one of the main reasons why the Broncos do well at home is just the elevation. Teams come in, you know, they think they're prepared, and then they're way out of breath easily, whereas the Broncos pretty much train um, for the high altitude and all that stuff. And so I think overall, um, you know, the the Broncos are the way better team. They lost a disappointing game in week one, and I don't think they're going to do it twice. I do think the Broncos are going to take care of business. The Texans, though, um, I do think they need to get David Pierce going more. Rex Burkhead has some good touches, but Davis Mills had a really good game for them. I do think they need to get David Pierce going more, and the offensive line just needs to hold the block. But overall, Russell Wilson, that Broncos offense, is just too overpowered for the Texans' defense to handle. The Cardinals taking on the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Raiders in this one. You know, the Raiders are not a bad team. They played a good game against the Chargers. Devontae Adams had a really good game, mainly because it's all he threw to. And it's one of those things, too, that it's going to be interesting to see how both teams respond to heading an L. The Cardinals got absolutely whooped at home. Um, they got a good old spanking. The Raiders did a really good game and played a really good game against the, um, you know, the Chargers on the road. So two kind of different stories as far as, you know, overall play is concerned. I do think the Raiders are just a better team, and the Cardinals really suck. I don't know why they have so much talent on their team. The Cardinals are just trying to get to six games so they can get their cheater back. But the Raiders, I think, are just too overpowering. The connection between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams is something worth noting moving forward. The Sunday night game is Chicago on the road against the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to go with the Packers in this one, but this one's going to be another low-scoring affair. Hopefully Lazar is back for the Packers because – it really showed that Aaron Rodgers has zero weapons to throw to. He, one of the receivers, the young rookie, don't remember his name, dropped a wide-open ball on the Packers' first play of the year, and that kind of really set the tone for the Packers um, moving forward. And, you know, Rodgers is very frustrated. The Vikings' defense is really good, too, so it's just a really bad combination for them. The Bears really did escape with the win. Uh, Justin Fields did not have a good game. The running game was not good. It was just a really weird puddly game and the bears kind of survive but the packers are the way better team the bears really suck i don't know how they want to know and it's going to be something to see but i do think the packers will win at home no way against their rivals are they going to lose and definitely the Chiefs said they're not going to lose the bears 
Monday Night Football, we got two games. Tennessee Titans on the road against the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to go with the Bills. I think the Titans start off 0-2. The Bills are just too good right now. The Bills could easily start 8-0 this year. Josh Allen's playing out of his ass like he's never played before. The Titans did lose a tight one against the Giants. And honestly, if you're a Titans fan, it just really kills morale. Um, losing a game like that, it's really sad to see. And, you know, the players are probably, you know, getting all the jokes and the memes and all that stuff. And it's honestly can be overwhelming at times. But going against the Buffalo Bills, who are a really good team, probably the best team in football, after losing to one of the worst teams arguably in football, it's one of those things that they could either win and shock the world or the momentum of the negative momentum can carry over and they're end up they're gonna end up not having success. And so I do think that's gonna be the case. I think the Buffalo Bills have a good run defense. Maybe we'll be able to stop Derrick Henry and they're gonna rely a lot on Ryan Tannehill and I just don't think that's gonna be the best option for them in this one. And then the Minnesota Vikings, my Minnesota Vikings on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. This is going to be a really good game. Both teams showed a lot of talent on the offensive side and even the defensive side for the Vikings. I am going to go with my Vikings in this one. I do think that's going to be a good game. It really could go either or. It's 50-50. You obviously got to pick my Vikings. But the Eagles could just as well win. The only reason why I'm going to give the Vikings the edge is I think the best chance that the Eagles have is going to be able to stop them on offense. Justin Jefferson had like 200 yards. Kirk Cousins was phenomenal. The running game was established. Everything was perfect. But on the flip side for the Vikings, they were able to play defense, whereas the Eagles gave up 35 to an okay uh, Lions offense. So if the Eagles are able to stop the Vikings, I do think that the Eagles will win because their offense is overpowering. But this can definitely be a game that's like 35-31. I think the Vikings just have the edge because of their defense and the the way that they've been playing uh, to start the year. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you like, share, or do whatever you guys do. Make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter at the Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value I know you do not want to miss. Until next time, it is your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, signing out peace, and may your fantasy teams and your NFL teams win this week. God bless and good night. Mm-hmm.